0: I'm Katie Marenghi, and this is No Matter, the podcast where I don't gay keep great interviews. So in episode three, you heard about how Kat and Lexi chose their known donor, but the other really great part of their story is how they got pregnant. And because this is a bonus episode, I'm just going to roll the clip after the break. Um, and of course I saved my like most invasive question for last, which is (laughs) like, uh, um, which you do not have to answer in like a, a, like a, Invasive way, but I'm so curious, like what the process was like with a known donor, and also like doing it at home. And again, like feel free to answer that with whatever, (laughs) whatever you want to answer that with.
1: (laughs) I think part of the reason the known donor thing works for us is because we like talking about all of this stuff, and we're very Mm -hmm. open and direct. Um, So if people aren't like that, they might want to consider a different option. But, uh, should we give the most amount of detail possible? No, (laughs) (laughs) but so before anything happened, um, the, we had the donor do like a full sperm test and STI screening. Got it. We, we paid for any of that and he sent us the results. He was thrilled with the sperm count it was very high <laughs> which other amazing. We'll talk we talk about it yeah because we, we wanted we just wanted to make sure because if we're going to put semen in my body we wanted to know that it, there was a higher chance of it working right and i i remember when we were um talking about him going to the doctor he was like of course of course and his wife you know was like of course he'll do it but i'm sure there's no problem <laughs>
0: she's like i have the evidence right here <laughs> so he did
1: that um he actually had a really terrible experience with his doctor oh, no. um who uh you know we we had a really great experience with everything i don't recall anything overtly homophobic happening or even very subtly homophobic happening um but he uh, had some middle-aged asshole who uh, understood the reason that he was there um and made a bunch of quote unquote jokes about who if he gets to choose which one of us he has sex with which to be clear he had sex with no one <laughs> um yeah like more than one joke about that oh some God. jokes about his wife being okay with it um there was some totally out there comment i think he asked something about his kids and the doctor said something about like uh he said do you have do you have sons and he said yes and then he said oh but are they boys because I know, I know sometimes sons aren't boys these days, but he said it in, in an even worse way than that. Yeah. It was just, but like, just a like a transphobic, transphobic comment for no reason. And, just then,
0: like, and then he he's made like, him, let, let yeah. me just sprinkle in some transphobia in case you weren't clear that I was off. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and
1: then the, the worst part was he made that rape joke at the end. Because for whatever reason, they made him do like a full oh. exam. And so he had a prostate exam.
0: Why? He, he finished-
1: Why? <laughs> He finished the prostate exam and, and he said, oh, we did, we, what did he say? He was like, oh, I just wanted to do that for fun or something. Like, we didn't need to do that. We it didn't was need just... to do that. Like, what? I don't know. We felt terrible. He called us after that to tell us all of that. We were like, oh my, oh my God. it <laughs> <God." That> was <laughs> <is laughs> so <laughs> awful. Yeah. This guy teaches at UCLA. Like he's. He's a legit doctor. <laughs> um, God. Yeah. He's on our shit list of people to take down. We just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, yeah, But anyway, I have one so, too, so. oh, and we also had him do genetic testing. Um, okay. uh, he and I are both uh, partially Jewish. So uh seems like a good idea. Yeah. Um, and he was a carrier for something and I was a carrier for something, but not the same thing. Um, oh, perfect. So... We did all that, and then the actual process was basically renting a hotel room that was five minutes from their house. Mm-hmm. I would stay in the hotel room. Lexi would drive to his house, tell him text I was on a text chain, so I knew everything <laughs> that was happening. <laughs> text him that she was there. you know, five minutes later he'd come running out with a they always put it in like a little gift bag. <laughs> <laughs> little pictures on the specimen cups that we had given them
0: so cute like weirdly (laughs) cute (laughs)
1: um and then Lexi would drive back to the hotel she would keep the um sample in between her boobs to keep them warm yeah dedication this this was hilarious because we were staying at like courtyard Marriott's like (laughs) and people were manning the front desk and so we'd run in we didn't stay the night there cuz we just live on the other side of town we just didn't want to like get stuck in traffic and feel right like sure <laughs> so we would just stay for an hour <laughs> um, so we, but like three days in a row. So we would pop in, we'd both come in. I'd then leave the hotel room. And then when I came back, I'm very flat chested. So you can see that there is a specimen <laughs> cup popping out of my chest. And then I scurry up to the room and then half an hour later, we all, we, we leave together and then we did it three days in a row, basically every cycle, every yeah. cycle. And so like, they definitely knew what was up. And then if you go into the hotel room, it's like pristine, except for there are cups and, and-, and anal lube applicators. Cause that's what we used
0: uh- <laughs> <laughs> to you know what people at this hotel thought was happening. <laughs> I'm like, I'm guarantee it's not what was happening. They're like, there's we some leave- weird lesbian sex stuff going yeah. on. And then we leave like our
1: little $5 bill for housekeeper with a little note that said, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please throw uh, out the specimen cup.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot of cat waiting in a hotel room and then me scurrying back and forth, uh, with, semen in a cup in my sports bra yeah Um, and Lexi did all of the like manhandling of the sperm um which was nice because I think I would have (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. it was even unpleasant seeing it in a little like tube (laughs) today I was like oh
1: (laughs) yeah we um we used anal lube applicators I still don't really understand what they're actually really used for even though the words make it sound like it should be obvious Um, but if you look if you look on like the amazon reviews uh it's just all lesbians making babies (laughs) 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 because it's a rounded tip so it doesn't it's a rounded tip and it has like really good suction basically Um, you can get everything out of the cup oh my god that's amazing yeah (laughs) That's my pro tip. And they're quite long. <laughs> they're like, they're like, how long would that be? They're like that long.
0: They're like, they're like oh, wow. Eight. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That seems like a perfect tool. Yeah. yeah. So that's my pro tip for everyone. Yeah.
1: And then just, we hadn't heard anyone have this experience. I think probably it's more common than we're aware. But the first time we did it, Um, I did feel really gross after, um, like emotionally and kind of physically. I just, um, once I processed it with my therapist, I was like, okay, maybe I felt like it feels like sexual assault a little bit. Like I'd spent my whole life not having semen in me, avoiding getting pregnant, like all this stuff. And then all of a sudden we were just like putting a big load in me. (laughs) <laughs> and it and it was it was someone else's you know it wasn't my wife's, and it was there was just something that really didn't feel nice to me <laughs> about yeah, that. it didn't persist that feeling it was just kind of the first time but um but it was noteworthy, I would say
0: yeah, yeah. um, and you it only took four tries, is that right? Yeah. So, so each cycle, cycle we, would,
1: cycles. we would try like two to four times. And then the four times was a bad idea. I don't recommend four times for anyone who's doing this. Yeah. Mm. His, his last specimen cup was, was low on food. <laughs> um, and it just, that was, that was just because we messed up the timing that time. Yeah. We were aiming oh. for, I think two was ideal. Uh, but three sort of gave us more, more of a moving target. And that the, the thing is, there's no, there's no medical guidance on this. It's like literally talking to friends, YouTube lesbians who will actually walk you through what they've done. Wow. Um, I reached out, I think the third time when it didn't work, I, I just reached out to random Lesbians who had babies on Instagram who, like, you know, posted about their journey to be like, yeah. "What did you do? What did you <laughs> yeah. do? And one one of them responded to me and just said, "There is nothing else you can do. You just gotta relax."
0: <laughs>
1: and that was actually really helpful,
0: <laughs> yeah. okay, All right, because you I, were like, you were doing this. so you I'm assuming you were like tracking your ovulation. Yeah, were you doing yeah. like the like strips or something?" I think we we had the cheapo
1: strips, and then we also okay. had the um, the clear blue clear blue ovulation sticks, yeah. which okay. we would use when it got closer. I have a really regular cycle; it's like twenty eight days. Okay. Um. So it was very easy for us to know yeah. around when it would be, give our donor a warning, um, and yeah. Yeah. So other than the like, uh, handling of semen, there was also a lot of handling of urine. <laughs> we, st- we stopped taking early pregnancy tests. Cause that was like really devastating for Cat. because once you take it and you get a negative, there's still that hope that it could become positive. Like it was just too early. So mm. yeah. when she, when we actually found out that we were actually pregnant, it was the day before you were supposed to start your period or it was, it was something really close. Like it was still early to be testing, but it wasn't like the earliest that you could test which right. is what been doing the first couple of cycles. And that did not work well for us psychologically. And then the the time it, it worked, Um, I think we, you know, we had gotten kind of used to it not working and we would Spiral every time it didn't work, and um, so the time it did work, I think I tested it like six in the morning when I had first woken up, and um, I came back. I saw that it said I was pregnant. <laughs> I came back in the room, and Lexi was like, "Did it is? Are you pregnant or something like that?" And I was like, "I was like, this is the only time I'm going to get to do this." So I was like, "No." And then she looked at me, and I was like, "Just kidding." <laughs> me for doing that. But I was like, come on. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> like, this is my moment. <laughs> two seconds. I was only upset because I was basically asleep.
0: Yeah. So she took <laughs> me on an emotional roller coaster <laughs> while I was sleeping. <laughs> awesome. Well, anything else that you guys wanted to say before I wrap us up? Um, I think just as two
1: lawyers, we really, really want people to get their ducks in a row before doing any of this like we had a contract in place it had been reviewed by an attorney who was representing our donor um that we paid for their services but that also means that they have to do a conflict waiver <laughs> like these are these are all you it's just not worth it to not make sure that you have this stuff in place even we had heard um of a story of a have you seen that there's like uh, websites where you can be matched with a known donor but it's not actually a friend it's just like a random person willing to do it
0: I hadn't seen that but I've seen like Facebook groups okay like the same thing yeah Yeah. So we had seen one of those and
1: talked to one guy on it. Um, I'm glad we didn't go that route, but um, he had told us about a couple that he helped get pregnant um, and they hadn't done what they needed to on their end or something. And then they filed for, uh, I think like to get on the state's health insurance for low-income individuals. And when they tried to get it for their child. The state wanted to come after him. Oh, um, So there's, you know, there are situations also where even if all three parties are totally cool with what's happening, there could be issues with fourth and fifth parties. So it's just, um, and then please, please do second parent adoption, everyone who's not biologically related to your kid. Like it's gotta just get everything done. It is worth yeah. it. <laughs> Do the things like getting the contract notarized, you know, like do mm. the little stuff that's like pretty annoying to do, but it's important and
0: like t- tie everything up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Adopt your kids though, man. And I would also say for people going into the process, like maybe look at what your state laws are, because I would be pretty devastated. Like we were at one point we were going to move to Michigan in the middle of this, but then we talked to an attorney when I was like, while I was still pregnant. Yeah. Kat was already pregnant. So we talked to an attorney in Michigan just to see what it would be like if she ended up giving birth in Michigan. Uh, we decided that that was like way too much. And so she declined or opted out of the interview process for the job that I think she probably would have gotten in Michigan if she had proceeded with it. But like, I would want to know ahead of time if I lived in a state where there was going to be a home study to adopt my own child because just so you can wrap your mind around just so it so you can yeah. yeah so you can be angry now and, yeah. then, and then have like the nine months or year however long it takes to have the baby to like just know that that's happening um and because it, you don't want that sort of thing to deter you from going through the process. Like you, you need to be doing that.
0: Yeah, I feel like this whole thing is like, like this whole process so far has been like, realize something really shitty, be really angry about it. And then <laughs> figure out how to get right. over it. And yeah, bond, I guess. Yeah,
1: and like our, our friends who who we were modeling our baby making off of, uh-huh. They moved to a different state and now they're dealing with, um, you know, they had their donor freeze his sperm, um, cause he was traveling or whatever. And, uh, now they're dealing with a fertility clinic that requires them and the donor to do like three therapy or social work sessions with them before they do anything, even though they already have a child,
0: right.
1: Donor. <laughs> And so it's nonsense. Yeah. So I I agree. I think you just keep finding out things you're mad about, but it helps if you look into those things beforehand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only things that were truly upsetting to me through this whole process were the things that I didn't see coming. Like I had an issue Mm -hmm. getting my California state parental leave benefits because I am a woman. And so they said, well, why didn't you apply for disability? Like, we're not going to send you the parental bonding money until you also apply for disability, because obviously you must have given birth if you have a baby. And then, of course, everyone's trying to get a hold of EDD in California, because everyone is applying for some kind of benefit, uh, you know, in the middle of the pandemic. Right. Um, So I couldn't get a hold of anyone. Eventually, they just started sending me money. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) how this was resolved, but like that
0: really bothered me. I mean, yeah. It's, like, it's but yeah, not something that you would th- even think about. Yeah. This
1: is much smaller, but in the hospital, um, during the birth, I uh, I had an epidural and I couldn't eat. Um, I wasn't allowed to eat. Uh, and Lexi called to order herself food and they were like, you can't eat anything. And she was like, I'm not giving birth right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not food. It happened more than once. And she was like, I don't know how to explain to you that I am not the person. Like, you can't just assume that the person calling for food is going to be a man. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like, I like, forget. Lesbians, which there are many lesbians giving birth at this hospital in Los Angeles every year. So, this is not a new thing. But, like, people give birth with their sister as the support person, their their mother, their grandma. I'm just like, why are you guys so confused (laughs) is calling for food? Yeah. To be fair, she did order me chicken broth, which I don't think I was technically supposed to have. And I did drink it when the nurse left the room. So,
0: Thanks so much to Kat and Lexi for sharing their story and coming on the podcast. Thanks for listening to No Matter. This podcast was produced by me, Katie Meringhi, with original music by Andrew Bunye we want to hear from you. If you have questions or are interested in sharing your story about becoming a parent, please email us at nomatterpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. It really does help new listeners find us. You can find more about us and how to support the show at nomatterpod.com.